we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. You grateful to be in church this morning? Six of you. You grateful to be in church this morning? Amen, amen, amen. Before you grab a seat, turn to the person next to them and say, I'm so glad I'm sitting next to you this morning in church. You may be seated. Can you keep Some of you that just said that to somebody, that could be your future spouse. Hope you said it kindly. Hope you were nice to him. Hey, welcome to church this morning. My name is Pastor J.P. Trollio. It's an honor and a privilege to have each and every one of you here today. Um, my wife and I thought we'd be having our son by now. Little man is just chilling, just chilling in there. And so um, we texted the team this morning and said, we're going to be in church. And you know what? There's no place I'd rather be than here today. There's no other place I'd rather be than right here. And uh, I, I'm just grateful that you're here with us today. Uh, if you're a first-time visitor, thank you. It's so good to have you here this morning. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here on a windy day. A windy day. If you hear some, like, noise over there, it's just the wind. Don't worry about it. And uh, we'll keep moving forward. Uh, but today I want to continue in this series that we kicked off uh, uh, two weeks ago entitled Established. How many of you have been here for these messages the past couple weeks? Come on, let me see. Anybody grateful that God wants to establish us in his kingdom? Come on, anybody grateful that Jesus wants to establish his kingdom in us? If you've missed the past couple weeks, I, I don't do this often, but I want to encourage you to go listen to the messages so you can stay on track with what's happening, so you can be up to date with what's going on as we walk through the book of Colossians. And uh, it, it's just a powerful book. And I, I said this, that we, we were going to do this uh, last year, but we bumped it to this time. And uh, I just read through that book, and I became overwhelmed. I've read the book of Colossians plenty of times. But when I read it this time, it really spoke to me. It really ministered to me. And I, I realized that, you know what, JP, there's some places in, in your heart that, that you haven't allowed God to establish himself in. There's places in your marriage that you haven't allowed the Spirit of God to establish himself in. There are, there's friendships and relationships that, that you have that you haven't asked God to be the, the, the establishment of them. And then I read through this book and I was encouraged but also convicted, right? How many of you are thankful that God does convict us? Some of you are like, I think so. <laughs> All our hands should go up. Amen. How many of you are thankful that God convicts us in love, not in condemnation, in love by Jesus Christ? See, listen, if you guys don't want to put your hand up, let me encourage you to put your hand up. Here's why. I'm going to teach for a moment. Correction. Conviction, correction, when it's done in love by Jesus' spirit, I believe something. It is the highest form of love. If a father didn't love his son, he, wouldn't, he, would, he would just let him do whatever he wanted to. But the word says that, hey, and he, hey you're going to be corrected. You're going to get convicted sometimes. And it's good because you're then now my son or daughter. If you weren't, 
I would just leave you alone, let you do your thing. But if you claim Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior over your life, there's going to be times where you get convicted and challenged by his presence, by his spirit. And let me tell you something. This is a teaching moment because we're a young church. Don't miss it. Don't be like, ah, I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, it wasn't, that was for the person next to me. You know, I see sometimes I say something, the person next to me is like, that was for you. I want to be like, no, that was for, never mind. <laughs> Don't miss it because the highest form of love is correction. And Paul, through the writings in, in Colossians, just, just corrected me. <laughs> Flat out, as your pastor, I got toasted as I read this thing. I realized, God, you got to become established in my life in Jesus' name more than ever before. Amen? And so Paul writes, and today I want to continue in chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, I brought the world's largest Bible that I owned because I'm holy and spiritual. Bad church joke, really bad. You got your Bibles this morning? Do you have your Bibles this morning? Some of you are like waving the phone like, yeah. That counts, whatever, it's 2019. I encourage you to take notes today. Colossians 6, I'm going to read in one moment the verses 6 through 10. I entitled this message today, this installment of this series, Established, Come Alive. Established, Come Alive. Colossians 2, 6 says this. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. Continue to live in him. Rooted and built up in him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. That is such a powerful piece of scripture. You know what's crazy? This is so God. Can I be honest? How many of you do the version app, Bible? How many of you opened up your Bible app this morning? Real, real honest question here. Okay, good. How many of you read the verse of the day today? How many of you know what the verse of today was? Colossians 2, 6. Yo, I can't. That's all oh, good vibes. Chance happens. <laughs> nope. Nope, that's God. Can I say that? That's God. Verse of the day today. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thanks, thankfulness. See to it, though, this is for our generation, especially today. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. Let me read that again. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy today, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. It's talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. And you have been given fullness. Come on, can we, can we read that? I don't do this often, but is that up there? Can we read that? And in Christ, you have been brought to what? Fullness. Who is the head over every power and authority? Established. Come alive. Will you pray with me? Father, our prayer is simply this today. That whatever is said, God, from this place will be from you. What? 
my words be yours. I pray, God, today that we will grow deeper into who you are and to where you're calling us to go. Father, I pray for those that don't know you as Lord and Savior in this place today. Jesus, that you will just draw them by your love, by your kindness. Thank you for dying for a sinner like me, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, and we bless you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says, amen. Establish, come alive. Uh, recently during the, um, what we like to call it here in Chicago, the polar vortex. Um, how many love the polar vortex? My hand is not going up on that one. We were driving home from a, a restaurant. We had Pastor Jordan in town a couple weeks back, and we took him out to eat on a Saturday night. And it was me, my wife, and, and two guys that you may know in the church, may not, but Mateus and then Jamark. And we were in the car, and we were, we were driving back home to, to our place. And um, we, were, we were pulling up to, to, the, to the light, and there was a car there uh, parked on the side of the road, and it had its hood up. And a guy was standing there at the front of the car, and he had shorts on. Why? I still to this moment do not know. But he had shorts on, he had a jacket on, and you could see him fidgeting in his car. And, and Jamark said, hey, I think his car's dead. And Jamarki, being a little bit more spiritual, maybe, I was like, no, he's fine. It's cold. <laughs> and he's like, no, I, I think something's wrong. And so I said, okay. And we went around. We had to go back around because it was a one-way. I just couldn't turn around and go back and help him. So we had to go around, and we came up, and we pulled up next to him. We said, hey, man, are you good? He's like, no, my, my car is dead. I, can you jump me? And I said, for sure. So I turned it around, and I came and faced his car with our car. And I was like, hey, Jamark Mateus, get out. <laughs> I got to take care of my wife. She's got a baby on it. Just... Judge me, please. Please judge me. <laughs> and uh, they jumped out as eager as they could, and they start talking to the guy, and they come to find out, he's like, I, I think my battery's dead, right? We all, we all have been there before. Maybe you haven't. You're awesome. Um, but we've all been there where the battery's just dead, and the guy said, I said, cool, we got jumper cables, and so we go, and, and we, we put the cables on there, and, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to let this thing run for a moment, and uh, Jamark just talked to the guy, and we let the car run, and it's running running. I'm giving a little bit more gas on the on my end and hoping that, you know, it starts. So, all right, dude, fire it up. He goes in and he, man, I'll give it, a, give it another minute. <laughs> Nothing. I'm like, man, okay, um, well, let's just give it a few more minutes. Let's just try this thing out. And Mateus is out there. If you don't know, Mateus is from Brazil. It's not really cold there. And uh, I remember Mateus being like, all right, in the name of Jesus, would you just start in the name of Jesus? And I was like, yeah, man, just keep praying. And, and um, he goes and he tries it again. And this thing is dead. I mean, this car is dead. There's no hope. There's no hope for this thing. I mean, we could have hit it with a hammer. We could have tried to mess around with the battery, done something to it. We were trying to lay hands on it. That thing was dead. And at the end of it, we both all looked at each other. We looked at the guy and we're like, sorry, we tried. But this car's dead. And he was like, it's cool, man. And I said, but you know what? We'll, 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 we'll put you in a car that actually works. I'll call you an Uber. Can I, can I call you an Uber to get you to where you got to go? And he was like overwhelmed. He was like, yes. Thank you. Thank you. That, that would mean the world to me. And I was like, well, it's, it's honestly like what we can do for you. And, and we called an Uber and we waited for him. And we put him in a car that was working, that had heat. The batteries were working. The gas worked all right. And 
The guy got in the car, and he drove off. I was high-fiving Jamark and Mateus like, that a boys. As I'm sitting in my car nice and warm. <laughs> and it dawned on me. How many times, JP, are you trying to get into a car that's dead? How many times, JP, better yet, are you trying to get back to your old self that is dead? You're trying to start that thing up. You're trying to get that engine going again. You, you're trying to be who you used to be. Jay, how many times? This is how God speaks to me in moments like this. Anybody else? Like in moments of my life, this is when I feel God speak to me. And I remember him saying like, Jay, how many times have you tried to just get your old self going again? Jay, I've given you new life. And that, that car, that life is dead. Gone forever. Dead. That thing is not going to start back up. That thing is not going to get going. I have paid for it. When you called upon my name, I paid for that life. That life is dead and gone. That life is no longer. You are not who you used to be. You are brand new. Guys, this is the message of Jesus Christ. Today, we are going to become alive. And remind our spirit that, hey, when Jesus came in, I got brand new life. Brand new life. A brand new beginning. See, some of you are trying to start your old life up. You're running back to that same old relationship that hurts you. You're running back to the security of that job. You know. What's your comfort blanket? <laughs> what are we running back to that we're like, hey, I need that, and if I get that, it's going to help me when Jesus paid for it, and it's dead. And you say, no, you got to be established in my kingdom. Today we hear the words of Paul and Paul constantly writes in the book of Colossians. He writes something so profound. And, and Andrew and I were, were going back this week um, and talking about the message. And he's so much smarter than me. It's amazing. He's a teacher and I love him. But he was like, yo, JP, pastor, he's like, hey, do you know that in, eh, just in chapter 2 alone, Paul writes these words, in him, in Christ. Just in chapter 2 alone, he writes it eight times. You think Paul's trying to say something? But just not in the chapter 2, but in the whole book, he says it 15 times. He says it 15 times that it is in Christ, that it is in him that you live and you move and you have your being. It doesn't say in JP, in my things that I have, in the accomplishments that I have, in the platform that I have. It says in Christ you are established. I was like, man, that's a beautiful thing that Paul writes that constantly. In him means union with Jesus Christ. See, what I love about Jesus is that when you received him, you may not be perfect, because guess what? We're never going to be. That was a really good place to say amen. The walk of Jesus is never a perfect walk. We're going to fall. We're going to stumble. But when you establish yourself in the kingdom of God, what you have now become is you're not perfect in your experience, but you are positioned perfectly. You're positioned perfectly. You are now positioned as a son and daughter. Anybody thankful for that this morning? I'm getting somewhere with this. You're positioned correctly in him. By coming alive in him, you're positioned correctly. So today I want to remind us of a couple things. I, I want to remind us how to stay established in Christ and, and how we have to remind ourselves that this life is not our own anymore. Can, can I say this? 
The moment you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you died. Welcome to church this morning. It's so good to have you all. Such encouraging words. They're like, I'm living though. Like, I'm feeling, am I dead? Am I dead? Someone's like, am I dead? Like, no, 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 not in the physical sense. In the spiritual understanding. Your life, dead. Your plans, your dreams, your purposes, everything you thought, everything JP thought, everything that JP wanted to do, everything that JP wanted to accomplish, everything that JP thought he had to get in order to be somebody, all that is dead. And you know what's awesome? I'm grateful for it. My plans were terrible. (laughs) My purposes were terrible. My life, what I thought I should be, was nowhere in comparison to who Jesus has made me today. And the same thing goes for you. Can you get this in your spirit this morning? That if you come to understand that the person you once were is dead, and Jesus has raised up a new person in you, stronger than ever before, with more purpose, with more grace. I'm preaching this morning. Some of you are catching this because this is so good. You come alive in Jesus' name. You come alive by his grace. You dead. Him alive in you. Woo! So three things. Three things. In order to remember that we are dead, but we come alive in him. Is this this encouraging you? So good to be with you all. First is this. Remind yourself. Live in Jesus. I need more. That's pretty profoundly impactful. Live in Jesus, and I put in parentheses here, that means some stuff has to be moved out. (laughs) Live in Jesus, that means some stuff in your life has to be moved out. I'm a clean guy. I I like to clean. My wife, she'll tell you. When I'm stressed, first thing I do, grab the vacuum. Rachel, am I lying? No, she's shaking her head yes. Like, you are correct. I'm a, I, I like to clean, and you know what I, I also like to do? And it's always, I say this to Rachel, I do this so that, she says at least, that you do what you do, what I'm about to tell you, so that you can always get something new. And I'm like, no, you're wrong, but deep down inside, she's right. What I do often is I, I go through my closet, and I get rid of a bunch of stuff that is uh, no longer what I'm wearing. Full transparency here. I go through stuff in my house, and I'm like, yo, I haven't used this in a, in a little while. It's time to, to either give this away to somebody that will appreciate it a little bit more than me. I, I do this often. I go through my house, and I realize, especially when we moved, I was like, yo, this doesn't work. This isn't going to work. Time to get something new here. Try to get rid of this old couch that I had from like 10 years ago that a bunch of college football players sat on, and it smelled really bad. I think, Rach, it's time to get a new couch. We need to give this thing away. Actually, we just need to throw that thing in the garbage. But I like to clear stuff out. We're, we're, we're in this phase that some people would say to me, you're nesting, JP. I was like, what does that mean? They're like, you're waiting on your kids, so you're just nesting. You're just trying to get everything done. And I was like, there's a phrase for that? They're like, you're just getting everything done. I walk in. I'm like, Rach, everything's cleaned up. It's all ready to go. Is he coming? <laughs> She's like, chill. I'm like, I got it all ready to go. His room's perfect. Everything's ready to go. All the garbage is out. Everything that we need, it's all cleared out. She's like, relax. When I, when I read this Passage of Scripture, Paul writes in verse 6, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Continue to live your lives in Him. And First John refers to that there's light and there's dark. When it comes to this walk of faith, there's light and there's darkness. You can't mix the two. You can't. 
You can't have one foot in the light and one foot in the darkness. You are going to choose to go. This is what I tell people. Forgive me if this comes across rude. I don't mean this rude. I love you all. If you're going to sin, go all the way. If you're going to live for the world, just go all the way. Like, like, don't be like, I'm living for Jesus, but I'm at the club on Saturday night. If you're going to live for God, live for God all the way. You may not get it. You may not understand it. You may not do it perfectly. You're never going to be. But guess what? You can wake up every single day saying, today I am moving out the old stuff of my life. I'm going to move Jesus into my life every single day. He is welcome to get rid of everything. He is welcome to clean me. He is welcome to wash me afresh and new. I want to live my life in Jesus. You can't have one and the other. Does it happen? Yeah. Thank God for grace, right? Thank God for mercy, right? But you can't stay parked there. You can't stay parked there. That's why you need the church. People are like, I don't need the church. Yes, you do. Because there's going to come a point in your life where you're going to be faced with either the world or Jesus. And the church, hopefully, is going to point you back to Jesus. So live in Jesus. In order for us to live in Jesus, we need to move some stuff out of our lives. We need to invite him in to say, God, sweep my heart. Have you ever prayed that prayer? No. Okay. Here's a prayer to pray this week. It's a really bad time to ask a question. God, sweep my heart out. You have full reign, Holy Spirit, to come in. Sweep it out. See, physics, you know I'm a physics guy. I barely passed physics in the name of Jesus in high school. (laughs) Barely. But I was reading physics, and I'm sorry for all the pillars, and not everybody can see this, but let's just say that this bench, right, this stool, sorry, is my heart. It's a weird-shaped heart. I know. Couldn't find anything else. Nate, come here. Physics tells us, just stand right there. Physics tells us that, 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 that the two things, two, two things, uh, what's the word you said, two um, Objects, solid objects. He actually studied physics. It's awesome. It's true. Praise God. This is going great. No two things, though, can inhabit the same space at the same time. It's just, it's true. It's physics, science. If that's my heart, right, and let's just say, don't take this all like, oh, don't start tweeting at me at Oasis Church Chicago. This pastor's sacrilegious. He's crazy. Like, don't do that. Like, if you have a problem, email it to jordan.flutter at oasischurchchicago.com. So, so if I'm, if, if, if this is my heart, and I'm, don't, I'm God, right, and Nate is me. See, what happens is Nate, sit down. When, when Nate, as me, <laughs> received Jesus, he got up out of the seat, and he moved. And what he did was, he took a seat over there, and he invited God. I invited God into my heart. Is this making sense? Okay, so God established himself in me. I'm dead, God's alive. What happens is, though, is we try to come, and we try to sit on this thing with me. You ain't sitting, my butt is huge. Like, you ain't, you ain't, you just not, it's not working. But what we do is, like, God, move over. God, move over. God, move over. God's a gentleman. And God says, hey, that's what you want? That's what you want? Okay. And what happens is, is then we try to sit back down. 
And we say, God, you cleansed me, but I want to take back that relationship. I want to take back the things that I used to do because it's going to help me. You haven't helped me, God. And guess what, church? You've given them one day. You've given the world two years, but you've given God one day. Don't let your old self move back in. This is dead. See ya. God is alive. God is in your heart. God is moving. Jesus wants to live in you. You don't have to give it to anybody else. You don't have to give it to this world. You don't have to take it and try to say, take it and put the old self in me. It is dead. We were driving to Florida one day, Rach and I, and a couple guys. And I'm almost done. The band could come up. And we were driving, and I just got done driving a stretch of like seven hours. And I got in the back seat. Rachel and I were actually just dating at the time. And we were with uh, like a guy that's like my older brother and another guy. And uh, we, were, we were driving in the middle of Tennessee in the middle of the night. Amazing country. Amazing place. I meant like country. Like it looks like the country. It's out there. You guys are like, is that a country? He doesn't know his geography either. He doesn't know physics and geography. Who is this guy? <laughs> and I remember just laying my head down and I finally was going to go to sleep, and I felt like I just went to sleep, and all of a sudden, I'm woken to like, like this madness, and I was just like, I shot up, and my buddy that's driving the car is just like, ah, and I was like, here we go, this is it, this is how it's all going down, and I remember him pulling over, and my, my buddy, my older brother is like a really good guy with cars, so he's just like, slow, 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 take it slow, like, ah, and we come over, and I'm like, what in the world just happened? I left you alone for like five minutes. Like, dude, we just smoked a coyote. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, oh, so that's what that smell is in the wheels right now. Oh, cool. And we get out, and we get out of the car, and we look, and there's poor little coyote just there. Done. Done. And I was like, oh, snap. And the whole front of our car, the whole front bumper is just on the ground. We're like, this is a rental car. <laughs> this is awesome. This is a great vacation. <laughs> And uh, I remember saying, okay, guys, we're just going to, I see an exit. It's like right there. I see it. And, and I was like, yo, let's just go there. So we went, and I remember walking into this, like, old gas station. And I walked in, and I said, hey, do you have any zip ties? And this lady looked at me like, where are you from? I was like, oh, uh, we're from up north. And uh, do you have any zip ties? She's like, yeah, counter aisle two. Go get them. And I come. And she's like, what happened? I was like, well, um, we hit a coyote. And she goes, what? I said, yeah, we, we hit a coyote, and it's out there on the highway, and she goes, what mile marker? And I was like, what do you mean? Where's that coyote at? And I was like, um, I, it's like literally right off the exit. She goes, hold on a sec, son. She picks up her phone. She dials, and she's like, hey, yeah, mile marker 212. That coyote's there. Go get it. Someone just smoked one. Go pick it up. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? What? No. I was like, I literally said, no, don't do it. It is dead. Yo, our life is dead. And some of you are trying to pick up the call to God and say, God, bring back what I used to have. Bring back the old me. Bring back the stuff that I thought was going to work for me. And he's saying, no, it's dead. It's dead in Jesus' name. Come on, God wants to come alive in you. He wants to establish himself in you. What is dead is dead. What once was, is that's it. It's over. It's done. It's finito. It's finished. It's final. But then the second point, I'm only getting through two points today. 
that Paul continues to write, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in Jesus, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in Jesus, strengthened in the faith that you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Strengthened in the faith you were taught. Strengthened. Uh, Anybody grateful when someone teaches you something? I was lifting with my dad. I know, forgive me for the personal stories, but they just, I I, I preach in analogies to help us remember this stuff. Like Paul writes, hey, I want you to be strengthened in the faith that I taught you. It wasn't like Paul just, just said, figure it out, guys. Paul was with these people before. Paul taught the church how to be strengthened in the Lord, how to allow Jesus' spirit to come alive. He taught them this stuff. He's no longer there, and they started to fall away. And so he says, hey, be strengthened in what you were once taught. I was like 15 years old, and my dad in our basement, we have a full-size workout facility. It's absolutely stupid. My dad is like a power lifter, and he's just like down there at like 5 in the morning, like, ah, boom, like, what's going on? I'm like, Dad, I'm trying to sleep. I'm like 12. Can you just? But I'm grateful for him all my life of all the training and, and stuff. And I remember one day I walked in, and my dad would always say to me, son, don't try to lift too much weight. Build yourself up. I was like 15, and I was like, I got this. I'm good. So I walked in. I was like, Dad, 225 on the bench right now. And my dad's a guy that kind of like lets me figure this out, you know. He's like, okay, son. Puts 225 on there. I get on the bench. I lay down. I said, Dad, this one's for you. He's like, son, just, just lift the weight. He's like, okay, Dad. If you know my dad, you know this is true. Remember, like, okay, one, two, three. I'm three, Dad. Yeah, I'm three. I'm, well, you're going to lift, and you're just going to rep one out. It's going to be awesome. I was like, okay, one, two. And I remember closing my eyes and just doing one of these. <laughs> Breathing super heavy. And I remember the weight coming down, coming down. And I was like, oh, and I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking. And, and I just was like, ooh. And I shut up, and I cracked it. I was like, oh, my goodness, I am the Hulk. Like, thank you. I was high-fiving everybody in the room, my brother and two of my buddies. I was like, yeah. And they're all, like, laughing. I'm like, why are, you, why are you laughing? My dad was like, son, I lifted that for you. I said, come on. He said, yeah, you were so consumed with closing your eyes, I just took two of my fingers. I just lifted that weight for you. And he said something so profound. He said, son, build your strength up. Don't try to carry something you can't carry yet. But don't give up when you can't carry it. Hey, son, be rooted. Take time to establish yourself. Take the time to build muscle. Take the time to grow. And one day you're going to get there. Thank God for that wisdom. Thank God for that strength of showing me that, hey, one day I was going to be able to lift something. I was going to be able to do what I wanted to do. And so Paul writes, how do you stay in the strength of Jesus? Because some of you are here and you're like, I want to be established in the kingdom of God. I want to be established, but how do I, how do, I do it? And Paul gives three things. And the first is this. He says, hey, you got to stay rooted. you got to stay rooted. Is this encouraging, y'all? I'm almost done. you got to stay rooted. And then built up. He doesn't miss those words. He doesn't mix up those words. I really believe that. It doesn't say, hey, get built up and then get rooted. In order to be strong, in order to walk in the Lord, you first got to go deep. And so he says, hey, get rooted. And I wrote something. you got to be rooted for a purpose. See, God wants to root you. He wants to establish you. He wants you to make you come alive for a purpose. So he wants to put deep roots in your life so that you do not get tossed by the winds that are out there. Literally. I saw someone like a couple weeks back getting blown. They were just like this, like going sideways. 
God's saying through Paul, hey, I want you to be established. I want you to have deep roots in the kingdom of God. And if you're rooted in the kingdom of God, you will be known to have, have the understanding in the heart that I'm rooted for a purpose. Guess what happens when you understand that you're rooted for a purpose? When people come into your life that aren't going to help you be rooted for a purpose, you can say, hey, thank you. God has literally taken me and planted me in good soil now. The soil that I once was in was bad soil. I wasn't growing. I was actually dying. But now I'm in brand new soil. So, hey, guess what? You're not going to attach yourself to my roots. Some of you, can I speak this over you? I'm going to. This is from God. I don't say that often. Some of you have attached your roots to people, and you're wondering why you keep falling. Instead of saying, God, root me in you. Guys, if this means you're single for the next year, great. And the best thing that I ever did for my wife, I really believe this, was that I rooted myself in the things of God for months upon months before I ever took her out. Because I learned, I was trying to root myself in all these different things. I was trying to attach my roots to something that was never going to last. I was trying to be a part of this and a part of that, and nothing was going to help me. I needed to root myself in the kingdom of God. And Paul says, if you root yourself, you will be strong then. This is it. Rooted and built up. The second thing is this. He says, be built up. You are built for a purpose. You are built for this. King David in the Bible slayed a giant. Goliath, awesome story. Love every minute of it. But what we don't always love is what we hear about David in the early years of his life. David was a shepherd in a field with a bunch of dumb sheep. Okay? Sheep are dumb. It wasn't glamorous. It wasn't awesome. It wasn't spectacular. But David knew that he was building roots and he was being built up in the Lord because one day he was going to stand before a giant. And that giant could shout all day long. That giant could scream all day long. But that giant was not going to sway him because he was rooted and he was built up in the Lord. Some of you in this place need to root yourself and you need to establish yourself, build yourself up in the kingdom of God so that you can remind yourself, I am not who I was. I am alive in Jesus' name. Come on, this is the best news ever. Last thing is this, though. This is the best part. So Paul writes, hey, be rooted. Is this, is this encouraging you all this morning? This is good. This is good news. Come alive. Hey, so you were, you got to get rooted. You got to dig those roots deep. Hey, seriously, man. You got relationships in your life. They may seem scary to cut them off. Cut them off. Cut them off. Get rooted. Get built up. And then it says this. With thanks, thankfulness. How do you remind yourself that you're going to live in strength? Thanking God. You know what's crazy about worship? When you worship God, I don't know why I'm holding this bottle. When you worship God, and you really enter into his presence, you forget about you. When you are worshiping God, it's out of a heart of thanksgiving. This is why I press this so much. Because when you worship Jesus Christ, the living Savior, you forget about you. You don't worry about what you have to do that day. You don't worry about who you are. You don't worry about where you've fallen short. You worship him in thanksgiving, and you get built up in the strength of the Lord. Worship strengthens you. Prayer strengthens you. Reading the word every day strengthens you. So Paul says, get rooted. Get built up. And then do it with thanksgiving. Do it with thanksgiving. 
Some of you need to remind yourself that you are no longer who you used to be. You are alive in Jesus' name. You are no longer that person. You are brand new. You have a brand new forgetting. So you can thank God. Come on, church. Can we thank God this morning? Can we worship him? Can we sing it out loud? Can we praise the name of Jesus? Jesus.